Hello, everybody, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 12 for the week of March 20th, 2018. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I am joined by the Taco Bell in the belly, Will, a.k.a. Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing today? I'm doing about as good as I can be, <laughs> considering my state. Not not the Taco Bell. I play hockey and uh, got a back injury last night, lower back injury, and then I sliced my toe open this morning, so there's some fun information for you. Probably more than you needed to know, but I could have yeah. come up with a better introduction for you then, considering yeah. I could have called you like the basket case <laughs> or some shit like that. I don't know. Just all the issues I'm having today. Yeah, but the Taco Bell was delicious. It was. It was really good. Hell yeah, I go for that any day of the week. Um, so thanks for inviting me out for that. It was yeah. a good time. It's a good mandate. Highly recommend the fries if any of you have not tried them yet. They are so good. The seasoning. It's just. The They're so good. And you got to have them with the cheese. Gotta. It's the, yeah. The cheese kind of makes the whole thing. You got to do it. Seriously. Like if you didn't know Taco Bell makes fries and they're fucking delicious. And now Will is drinking out of his brand new blender bottle. Hey, Blender Bottle, get at us. <laughs> Hit Mountain Dew, get at us too. We're waiting, all right? Yeah, We're sitting sure. here twiddling our fucking thumbs, waiting for Cause, these cause fake he... ass sponsorships coming. Yeah. So, <laughs> guys, this is HGS Pro Talk. Again, your Halo Esports podcast weekly. Should we maybe talk about some Halo? You know, that might help in this podcast, but I don't know for certain. <laughs> yeah. I, I was really getting interested in more Taco Bell fry news, but I mean, whatever. What will they come out with next? They've done fries. That's they've a had, really good question. It's, like The quesarito was kind of big for a while. That Doritos Locos Taco, the though. Doritos, Holy shit. That was huge for them. Took the world by storm. Still yes, get it every time. Yeah. Still delicious. But you're right. Let's, let's get into some Halo. <laughs> um... So, guys, today on the, on the docket, I guess we'll say, we got some rosters to talk about, then we got some news, then we got some game battles tournaments. Not a lot, though. Only a few. Then we have uh, an introduction to a new segment that we might have every now and again. I'm going to call it shout-outs. Then we have our recap of the Halo World Championship Mexico Finals that took place over the weekend. Um, a lot of information there. And then we'll get into our Halo World Championship Columbus Final pre-show where we actually have information to talk about which is great and then we'll round out the show with some community creations and whatnot will what's first as always it's roster mania that's right it's roster mania we have a few uh, rosters to go to that we found from the latam tournament this weekend just a few just a few <laughs> Like by a few, I mean, by few, I mean many. So uh, let's get into it. We have Terra soldiers consisting of Suga, 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 Suga. How you, you get so? That's why you were singing the song. Okay, Suga, <laughs> Zion, Cosmic, Pinkerbell. Again, Terra soldiers. Pinkerbell, another woman in the HCS pro scene, which is fucking awesome to see. Next, we have Dogma Br. These names, Diabus? Diabolus. Diabolus. Why can I not read? Cappy Zatforn? Zayton. Zayton. Oh my God. <laughs> like Satan? Satan except Zayton. You know, they, they put they put. Did I really need to put pronunciations for all these names? Uneasy. And un <laughs> <laughs> you just continue on like, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> Next, we have Psychotic Gaming. What was Adso, Drift, Zeldon, and Palu. Next from Hit. Uh, I think it's Serene. Serene. I was. I think. Sakura. Dragoni. Dragonic. Dragonac. I can't. <laughs> Dragoniac. Drag <laughs> now you got me all flustered. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Rudimentary and hen shirts. This is probably the greatest segment every week, just to hear you try to pronounce these fucking names. I'm sorry. I'm loving this. Oh, like McDonald's. Yeah. I'm sorry that you guys have to listen to me butcher these names. Um, from Ultra Instinct, we have Dualitat, Gambino, Noble, and Crit God. Infinity Gaming, Bullet, Elio, 
Zaron and Nugget from Natural Killers, Angel Yuki, Julithu? So? I think so. Johan and Master. Sorry, my uh, Google Docs just skipped down a page and I had to go back. It's just a big break in between <laughs> names. From Immunity Gaming, we have Flamebot, Danny Master, Legolas, and Gera. From Legion Raccoon. Which I think it's Legion Raccoon. Raccoon, yeah. Because if you looked... If you're watching the stream, guys, I'm really sorry to cut you off. But I just really needed to say this because it was pissing me off the whole time. If you're watching the streams over Saturday and Sunday, they were listed as Legion Raccoon. Yeah. But on their like mini profile, it said Legion Raccoon. So we'll go with Legion Raccoon. I bet that's what it is. I would think so, too. So that consists of Zeus, Chico, Reaper, and Ram. And Columbian Legend, Legends, Hayes, Pablo, Guardian, and Tolkien. I made it. You fucking did it. All right. Also from Australia and New Zealand, um, We Don't Miss, which looks like this is a roster created just for the most recent game battle tournament. It was Monza, Momentum, Jim Bob, and Flex Reigns. And then from EU and North America, there has been no changes to uh, to our knowledge. And that's going to do it for roster mania. Good job, Will. No, not a good job. That claps, was horrible. Claps for Will. I claps finished strong, Will. but the start was me just fumbling <laughs> and tumbling. It's okay. Um, luckily, Columbus is next weekend, and you should know the names of those players by now, so everything should be okay there. Pistola? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Royale, too? <laughs> like, what? Um, I'm going to have to do that now just to mess with you. It's that'd be, be incredible. Or mess with the fucking people listening because they wouldn't know. Like, is this guy an idiot? Just not know what's going on. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was another... Not This shouldn't matter, but I'm just going to announce it just to say it. Um, so, Pinkerbell, uh, female pro in the HCS scene, which is awesome to see. There is another one as well, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot who it was, and I apologize in advance, but I know there was another one as well in this tournament. So, uh, awesome. Bring more females into the scene, please. Like, we know they're talented. They can they got, fight just as hard as the men can. Yeah. Like, let's do this. They Get got more the skills. Bring it on. Hell yeah. Um, okay, next up we have the news. One piece of news that I could technically find, um, because we had a decent amount last week, but... The free-for-all regional finals to determine the, what is it? Looks like five. Yeah, five people that will be heading to the FFA finals in Seattle. Those concluded over the weekend as well. So let's just get to it. Um, from the California region, we had Straight Sick, who qualifies. So congratulations to Straight Sick. From the Texas region, we have Laster. Congratulations to him. From Canada, we have Druck. Congratulations to him. From uh, the New Jersey region, we have Scriotic. Congratulations to him. Excuse me. And from the Florida region, we have Ryanoob. So congratulations to all you guys um, heading into the free-for-all finals in Seattle, Washington. Um, good for you. Yeah. We'll these, see what comes of it. I've really enjoyed watching the free-for-alls from each uh, region. They've been the really finals. close. Yeah. So it, And that's why... And we'll, we'll, I'll talk about this in a little bit, but we're still... Actually, fuck it. I'll just wait for a little bit. Um, Will. Yes. Take these uh, Game Battles tournament recaps, please. Okay. So the first Game Battles is Australia and New Zealand. Looks like six teams competed. 500 bucks went to Mind Freak for first place. And 250 bucks went to We Don't Miss. Again, each team granted 2,000 pro points for a first place finish. Um, notable, notable information. I'm combining words now. It's okay. Even with their tickets to World locked in and ready to go, Mind Freak show no signs of stopping taking this week's Game Battles tournament. They're going to have some tough competition to face off against in Seattle, so this is a good sign to see Mind Freak not want to slow down, but instead keep the practice up and keep the thumbs ready. Damn straight. Yeah, more practice means the better you're going to get. And it looked like it was the full squad for Mind Freak as well. It wasn't like them. No, no stand-ins, nope. nothing like that. Nope, nothing like that. All right. From North America, 16 teams competed. Uh, Splice took first and took home 1500 bucks, And Envy took second and they took home 500 bucks. 
Um, this wasn't the normal splice roster coming into the game battles and tournament. Instead, Frosty stood in for Eco. This change more than likely doesn't mean anything. Something that was noticed was that the three other members of the previous Optic squad were not playing within this tournament. Based off what I found, <clears throat> I tried going through as many teams as I could, um, but like mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and go through all 16 just to see if another player was in there. Right. But it looked to me, because realistically, Optic, Splice, Envy, they have their tickets punched. Like they yeah, don't, they're, they're going. They're it, set. Exactly. So in my mind, I really don't see why it matters, but I just wanted to include that in there. So like I, my speculation is that the final pro points will matter for seeding maybe at the, the tournament. And we are going to get to that. So, yep. yep. Continue. So from EU, looks like 11 teams competed within the tournament and fuse took first, taking home 750 bucks. Fable took second with 250 I'm glad I like I like seeing Fable being up there. I'm glad. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Um, something really important to note for here: Infuse proved they are be- the best team in EU has to offer with the win at London Finals. This game battles win is some more good practice for the squad leading up to the World Finals in Seattle. And I said nothing really important to note here. Nothing. I think you said uh, something really important to note here. Just just to say, there's nothing important <laughs> happening. My eyes and my mouth. Are not communicating today. It's okay. Um, from South America and Mexico, there's no game battles tournaments this weekend. Because, because the Mexico the final. Rest, yes. LATAM final. Um, is that it for? That's it. That's it for the game battles. Awesome. Um, okay. New segment real quick. I'm going to call it shout outs. Just want to give a couple shout outs to those, uh, to some fantastic people in the community of Halo esports um, and Halo in general, I guess. First up, Halo Data Hive. I shout you out every fucking time I can because it's so true. Thank you so much for continually providing all game series and tournament stats, like even when you're not expected to. It's greatly appreciated by not just me, but by I bet every fucking other person out there too. Your work does not go unappreciated. Please know that. Golden Boy even shouted him out in the um, London finals. Fucking better. Yeah. Good. It's awesome. It is awesome. Um, next up, Bad at Halo Show. Just want to give you a quick shout out as well, my man. Uh, for I, I sent out a tweet earlier, um, saying I'm looking to know if anybody has the information on the FFA finals for Mexico because unfortunately they were not on the stream. Um, that's how I get my information is based off that. So thank you very much, Bad at Halo Show, for getting us in touch with our next shout out, who is Sam. Will, how did you pronounce this name? Is it Lestat and stuff? We're going to say that is. Um, so, Sam, thank you very much as well for not only saying that you'll get us this, get us the uh, VOD of that FFA final so we can have the information. And I'll share that with you guys hopefully next week. Um, so everybody's on the same page with that. Uh, but also, if you guys didn't list, if you guys didn't watch the stream, I highly recommend you go back and watch at least this portion. Um, no gameplay for this, but Sam really hit a point home with his, I'm going to say a speech at the end of the tournament. Um, so he commentated for the last series, the grand finals, and he works for Gamelta. I, I'm, I'm really sorry if I butchered that name, um, but they're the organizers for this Mexico event. He works for them. He's been in the Halo scene for a very long time, and he really hit something home at the end of the stream. He said that he would really love to see more North American teams and other teams in general scrimming with these Mexican um, with these Latin America teams, with other teams from around the world, because it breeds competition. And that's something that we desperately need within this. If we want to grow and I'm, I'm, I'm using his words. So please I'm giving Sam, you deserve this shout out hundred percent for those who have not watched the stream, please go watch the stream. I'm just repeating what he's already said. And he also said that, um, it just, if we want to, if we want Halo to expand, if we want Halo esports to expand, that we need to be able to broaden our reach as well and just help out other teams and scrim against other teams. And I thought that was one of the best things that was ever said because I will. And I constantly say this, we want more competition in the space. It's one of the biggest things we look for. And everybody already thinks, and everybody already knows that like the North America, one North American team will probably win worlds, but like, I don't want to say that anymore. I think it'd be great if Fable from EU fucking came over and just caused an upset. I would love for a Latin America team to cause an upset. I would love an Australian, New Zealand team to make an upset. And that's not to say it still won't happen. But if we don't broaden our reach, if we don't take our time 
to scrim against these teams to help them get better, to help them improve, to then help us improve, that competition's not going to spread. And that's what we want to see. So I'm going to leave that at that. Sam, thank you very, very much for that speech at the end of the, at the end of the series. It was very heartfelt. I was super glad to stick around to listen to that and uh, hope for oh, Jesus Christ. I'm looking forward to big things from you in the future as well. So thank you very much. Um, next shout out, Wes Price, AKA Clutch. If you guys don't know who Clutch is, Clutch was the previous CLG coach for the then Optic squad that won Worlds two, well, both uh, two years ago and the year before. Okay. So Wes was Optic's coach when Optic was CLG at the time. I don't know how to better explain that. Whatever. He then moved on, and now he's actually done commentating and analysis for not only the Mexico event, but he did it for the Sydney event as well. So Clutch, just want to give you a shout out as well. You've done a fantastic job, and I definitely see you improving time and time again. Keep up the good work, my man. And I'm glad to see more talent in that space, especially coming from a coach's perspective. And I tweeted this out as well. Um, seeing it from a player's perspective, like we had, we, we've had T squared, we've had Elamite, um, we've had strong side, so on and so forth. And I know that a couple of them done the coaching role as well, but clutch being a main coach in halo five, seeing that perspective come through on the analysis is amazing. So please keep up the good work. You're going to keep doing great things. Super excited for the future for you as well. And, uh, Moses at F at Moses underscore FPS. Moses, I've tweeted it out before as well. Thank you very much for including all the stream start times for all these tournaments in every time zone. It is greatly appreciated, but again, not only me, but hopefully everybody else in this community as well. It's awesome that I'm able to plan my day around when you say the stream is going to start and the stream starts at that time. Now, Mexico was a little bit different because there were a lot of delays because of a lot of technical difficulties, but I'm not blaming that on you. So again, thank you very much. And last but not least, I know this has gone on for a while. Um, shout out to all the casters, all the analysts out there, everybody behind the scenes. You guys don't get enough credit for what you do. Wonder boy. I know you do observer mode for these tournaments sometimes hoping to see you back there again. Um, guys, seriously, everybody who's listening right now, you need to thank these guys for everything that they do because they're the ones that take their time and the, <laughs> their skill and they put it out there for you. And they try to make the best possible thing they can week in, week out. So guys, thank you for that. That's going to do it for the shout outs. And next up, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Mexico finals happened last weekend. It was a pretty big tournament because before in these regional finals, Will, if you don't recall, which you probably do, but if you don't, it's been at least two teams going to Seattle finals. At this tournament, only the winner was going to go. So a lot was riding on this. A lot on the line. Will, read me through these 4v4 placings and give us the FFA information we actually have. <laughs> All right, so 4v4. Coming in 8th place was Hit Serene. 7th. F-E-M-V. I don't know if it's supposed to be FEMV or but... Or I don't know F-E-M. either. I couldn't find that out. So bringing home $1,250 goes to Natural Killers in 6th place. In 5th place, Legion Racon. $1,250 as well. Bringing home $4,000 in 3rd place was Ultra Instinct. You forgot Colombian Legends in 4th. I skipped 4th place taking <laughs> home two. Colombian Legends in fourth place. In second place, six grand went to Infinity Gaming. And your first place winners, Psychotic Gaming, taking home that $10,000 prize. And punching their tickets to the Seattle World Finals. Yeah, so you will see Psychotic Gaming at Worlds. And uh, something that I didn't pay attention to that they said during the stream is that that $10,000 prize, or all the prizes for that matter, they're significantly more in Mexican currency. Makes right. sense. I didn't even fucking think of that. But that's awesome. So congratulations, guys, on getting even more than what was originally thought, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Um, and then the FFA information we got, we only could get a hold of the winner. 
And that was Cosmic bringing home five grand. So we didn't get a hold of the winner, well, but we, it was Moses got- or Tashi that tweeted back at me. Mm-hmm. Well, tweet, tweeted back at us and said that Cosmic won and they didn't have any other information at the time. And that's when Bad at Halo Show got in touch with Sam, who then said that uh, he'll get that information posted. So hopefully by next week, guys, um, we will have the second through sixth place placings as well, along with hopefully the stats, because I'd love to see how close this game was. Yeah, I, I a lot of the FFAs have been really close, so... Mm-hmm. This, I'm assuming this one was close as well, but maybe not. I guess we don't know. A lot of individual talent, though, which is just fucking great to see. Um, the do you bracket want me to... link. Yeah. The, so the bracket links will be provided in the show notes, as always. Yes, along with every other fucking link we talk about. Which, thankfully, not a lot this week. So get to keep the post short. <laughs> um. All right. Next up, we have some notable series. Now, I should. I was busy, okay? I'm going to blame this on me. But what I really wanted to do was go back to day one, which was Saturday, and post the series between Ultra Instinct. No, not Ultra Instinct. Fuck. Well, yeah, it was. Ultra Instinct and Infinity Gaming, if I'm not mistaken. Because their first series, I believe, was the first to go to a game five. And it was Ultra Instinct just barely edging out Infinity to drop Infinity to the loser's bracket. And the reason why that's important, I'll get to very shortly. So, I'm sorry I didn't include that. That was a sick series. I highly recommend going back and watching it. Links to all the VODs will be included as well. Um, so, first and foremost, Psychotic Gaming versus Ultra Instinct in the winner's bracket finals. Game 1 was Strongholds on the Rig. Psychotic Gaming came out hot in game one, showing that they are not going to hold anything back and that they want the spot in the grand finals. Psychotic win with a score of 100 to 58. And something else to note, Doolatot from Ultra Instinct had only three kills along with 13 deaths in that game. He's going to need to step it up for his team if they're going to stand a chance within this series. Game two was Slayer on Plaza. Game two was incredibly tense all the way down to the end. While Psychotic did end up winning with a score of 50 to 48, it was Critigod on Ultra Instinct really showing up for the squad with 20 kills more than anyone on Psychotic by a margin of 6. If a couple sniper shots went the way of Ultra Instinct, the game would have been a different story. Ultra Instinct has plenty of time to come back within the series, and their skill shows that they definitely can. Game 3 was Capture the Flag on Truth. Ultra Instinct looked poised to take this game, having a lead of 2-1 for most of the game. But it was Psychotic remaining composed throughout the late game and taking the entire game with a score of 3-2. Drift on Psychotic went huge with 26 kills and only 16 deaths. If Ultra Instinct was just able to close out games, this could probably go to a Game 7. And then we have Game 4, which was Strongholds on Eden. Unfortunately for Ultra Instinct, Strongholds appear to not be their strong suit. Psychotic take the game with a score of 100-31 and finish the series with a score of 4-0. Ultra Instinct will now move to the elimination bracket to fight for a chance to face off once more against Ultra Instinct. Never mind. That was a really dumb sentence. That didn't make any sense. Moving on. Colombian Legend versus Infinity Gaming in the elimination bracket round six. Game one was Capture the Flag on Fathom. Infinity were not too pleased with their performance during Saturday's matches, and they came out to bring the heat in game one with a winning score of three to zero. Colombian Legends are a high favorite to win within the region, so it is time to see if that first game was a fluke or if Infinity really are that good. Game 2 was Slayer on the Rig. Infinity Gaming keep their domination train rolling, taking Game 2 with a score 50-42. Zauron went off this game with 19 kills and only 9 deaths. This is not a best of 7 series, so Colombian Legend need to turn it up if they hope to reverse sweep Infinity Gaming. Game 3 was Strongholds on Plaza. Colombian Legend just didn't know what to do as Infinity Gaming take the game with a score of 100-11 to and win the series 3-0. Infinity Gaming are looking like a completely different squad from Saturday's matches and are really proving that they are one of the top teams in the region. They move on to face Ultra Instinct in the Elimination Bracket Finals. Ultra Instinct versus Infinity Gaming in the Elimination Bracket Finals. Game 1, Strongholds on Empire. 
The rematch of the matchup that originally threw Infinity Gaming into the elimination bracket. Ultra Instinct won that original best of five with a series score of 3-2. to two. This time, Infinity Gaming have something to prove, and while there is a lot of Halo to play during this series, they still show that they can assert dominance. They take Game 1 with a score of 100-57. to 57. Game 2 was Slayer on Regret. Remember the domination train that was referenced last series? Well, it's still rolling as Infinity Gaming steamroll Ultra Instinct and take the game with a score of 50-38. to 38. This is the fifth straight win for Infinity Gaming and they are not showing any signs of stopping. Game 3 was Capture the Flag on Coliseum. Ultra Instinct finally shows some life within the series, taking Game 3 with a score of 3-2. to two. They were playing defense for most of the game, but that did not stop them from making the correct pushes in order to win the game. Game 4 was Strongholds on Plaza. Infinity Gaming answered right back with a convincing win of Game 4 with a score of 100-21. to Infinity Gaming are one map win away from exacting revenge on Ultra Instinct and facing off against Psychotic in the Grand Finals. Game 5, Slayer on Truth. Revenge must be oh so sweet as it was Infinity Gaming taking Game 5 with a score of 50-42 and winning the series 4-1. They move on to face Psychotic Gaming in what will more than likely be an explosive Grand Finals. And finally, Psychotic Gaming versus Infinity Gaming in the Grand Finals. Game 1 was Capture the Flag on Coliseum. This is it. Only one team will win their way to the World Finals in Seattle. Game 2 was neck and neck, but it was Psychotic Gaming edging out the win with a score of 3-2. Wait, Game 2. That's Game 1. Never mind. Just a reminder that Infinity will need to win two best of seven series in order to win the Grand Finals. Time to see if they can bounce back and bring the fire they brought during their previous series. Game 2 was Slayer on the Rig. No pun intended here, but Psychotic are proven to be Psycho Slayers with a convincing win of Game 2 with a score of 50-32. to Not a single player on the side of Infinity Gaming went positive, while everyone on Psychotic did. Infinity need to brush off that last loss and reset in order to have a chance at making this an actual series. Game 3 was Strongholds on Plaza. Psychotic are really mopping the floor with this Infinity Gaming squad, winning Game 3 with a score of 100-54. It is now do-or-die time for Infinity Gaming, as with one more map loss, we'll send them home with a second-place finish. Game 4 was Capture the Flag on Fathom. And that does it. Psychotic Gaming take Game 4 with a, ser- with a score of 3-1, to one, and the series 4-0. Not only that, but Psychotic Gaming have punched their tickets to the World Finals in Seattle. Psychotic Gaming are your Halo World Championship Mexico Finals champions. While Infinity Gaming have fell short in the Grand Finals, they show that they are a force to be reckoned with in the region. Expect the players to work hard for upcoming tournaments. And that's it for your notable series. Will, do you have the link open? Not yet, but I wanted to say... What's up? Colombian Legends, they were at the top for most of those game battle tournaments. Yes, they were. And they they didn't they didn't show up. Nope. I mean, they were there towards the end, but they the other teams just proved they were that much better on land. They also had another roster change, if I'm not mistaken, which means like that goes to show you guys, stop making roster changes before a tournament starts. You won't have the time to practice with your squad, and you see what happens. Yeah, you got a fourth place finish, but you don't go to Worlds. So, money's money. Cool, that's awesome. Congratulations. But the the whole point of this is to punch your ticket to Worlds, and unfortunately, it didn't look like they showed up very much. But that doesn't mean, like, that doesn't mean with these other tournaments that'll probably happen within the region that they won't step up. Now, hopefully, they have their roster set. They can focus up, get that practice in. And work towards getting higher finishes. Will, right. do you have the link up now? Yeah, should we run into, into some statistics? I'm going to let you read them all. All right. Do it up. God, here we go. More names. Uh, so we'll start off with deaths per game. So the least amount of deaths was Drift with 10.6. Then have Bullet with 10.9. Atzel with 11.3. Zeldon with 11.9, Bullet with 11.9, Zaron with 12.0, Elio with 12.3, Dulatat with 12.5, Pelu with 12.5, and Pablo with 13.5. That's a... Drifted really well. 
in regards to not having that many deaths. Yeah, and you consider, um, you know, a lot of the objective-based games, you see death counts a lot higher than that. So Right, exactly. So good for him. Um, next is assists per game. So Zeldin had an 11.6, Atso 10.8, Bullet 10.3, Pelu 9.9, Noble 9.8, Elio 9.7, Gambino with a 9.6. You really are going to do it. Okay. Dualtat with a 9.4, Drift with a 9.2, and Zeus with a 9.2 as well. Love love BMX Carlo Gambino. <laughs> Fucking great name. <laughs> oh my god. Kills per game. Pelu with a 16.2. Drift with a 15.5. Noble, 14.7. Zeldin, 14.3. Crit God with a 14.06. Gambino with a 13.8. Atso with a 13.6. Bullet with a 13.6. Zaron, 12.2. And Chico with the 12.0. I think that's Chico's first time on this list so far. So good job, my man. Yeah, yo. All right. Highest KDAs. Drift with a 2.3. Zeldin with a 2.1. Atzel with a 2.1. Pelu with a 2.09. Bullet with a 2.0. There's two bullets on this list. Are there? Because the next one is X-Bullet. With a 1.8. What the fuck? So, Shock the World Bullet had a 1.8. Keep reading. <laughs> I'm looking this up. Keep reading. This is interesting. This um, is. Zaron had a 1.7. Noble had a 1.7. Gambino had a 1.7. And Crit God with a 1.6. Now, the highest KD, so Just Kill Death, Drift had a 1.4. Pelu with a 1.3. Zeldin with a 1.2. Uchilla, I don't 1.2. Shock the World Bullet, 1.4. It was Atso. What's that? You said Uchilla or whatever. It's Atso. Oh, it's Atso. I looked at the second name. It's okay. Bad. Atso with a 1.2. Shock the World Bullet with a 1.4. Okay. It's one bullet. It's one. Because I looked through all the rosters, and remember, Shock the World wasn't there. So why is there STW? Dude, bullet? don't ask me that question. We're going to just fucking do IFG because that's Infinity Gaming Bullet. Yep. I know that's so, there. So Infinity <laughs> Gaming Bullet 1.0, Noble with a 1.0, Zaron with a 1.0, Crit God 1.0, and Gambino with a 1.0. Um, highest damage per game, Crit God 2,867.7, Pelu with a 2,740, Noble 2,720.7. Gambino with a 2,678.2. It's the favorite name from the... the it is. It's a great it's, it's name. It's awesome. Um, I say Drift with a 2,647.8. Zeldin with a 2,615.2. Atso with a 2,579.4. Guardian, 2,456.3. Pablo, 2,435.4. And Dualtat with a 2,396.9. Something to note there. Three out of the four members of... Wait, well, no. All four members of Ultra Instinct were on that list. It was three out of the four that were in the top four. So, holy shit, were they bringing the damage. That's awesome. I just wanted to point that out. All right. So, next is Stronghold Captures per Game. Drift with a seven... Ooh. That's a big number. Bullet with a 6.2. Dual attack with a 6.0. Tolkien with a 5.5. Noble with a 5.1. Zeldin with a 5.0. Elio with a 4.7. Crit God with a 4.4. And Zaron with a 4.29. Drift had a very large stronghold caps per game. Holy fuck. I noticed that's shock the world name though so i'm wondering if this their stats are coming from the game battles tournament drift is on psychotic psychotic so maybe he so just he had the used to be he yeah. used to be okay yep still that's good job for him yeah My damn god um now stronghold defenses per game Pelu had a 2.5 
Bullet had a 2.4. Noble had a 2.1. Dualitat had a 2.1. Zeldin with a 2.0. Atzo with a 2.0. Crit God with a 1.8. Elio with a 1.7. Gambino with a 1.5. And Pablo with a 1.5 as well. Now, Stronghold secures per game. Pelu had a 2.7. Bullet with a 2.4. Noble with a 1.8. Elio with a 1.5. Bullet again with a 1.4. I'm wondering if the other bullet is on a different roster as well now. I looked at the roster changes and I couldn't find a second bullet, so I don't hmm. know. Interesting. Uh, Dualitat with 1.4 as well. Drift with 1.25. Atso with 1.0. Zaron, 0.8. Gambino 0.8. Before you continue, Pelu was both the top for stronghold for stronghold defenses and stronghold secures. Man's making moves. Man's making moves. <laughs> Keeping things on lockdown. Next, we're going to move into CTF with flag defenses per game. Reaper had a 3.0. Zeus with a 3.0. Gambino with a 2.0. Ram with a 2.0. That's a name we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Dual Attack with a 1.5. Crit God with a 1.5. Drift with a 1.5. Zeldin with a 1.5. Pablo with a 1.0. And Pelu with a 1.0. Flag returns per game. Chico with a 3.0. Ram with a 3.0. Reaper with a 2.0. Guardian with a 1.5, Bullet with a 1.4, Noble with a 1.2, Elio with a 1.0, Tolkien with a 1.0, Pablo with a 1.0, and Pelu with a 1.0. Legion Racon with the fucking flag returns. My God. That just might mean their flag was being pulled a lot, too. Well, yeah, but the fact that they were still able to get it. Like, get it back, back that much? Yeah. Face. Wow. God damn it. All right, and then here we go with flag captures per game with the 1.0. Drift with the 1.0. Or I said no, it's Noble. You didn't say the name. <laughs> Noble with the 1.0. Drift with the 1.0. Zeus with the 1.0. Bullet with a 0.8. The other bullet that we don't know who they're speaking about, but he's in this tournament, so he had a 0.8 as well. Oh Duelist with the Duelist hat with the one with a 0.75. Zeldin with a 0.75. Pelu with a 0.5. Atsa with a 0.5. And Zaron with a point four, and Josh. Ball duration per game was just kidding. There's still no oddball in the HCS. And yes, I will still make that reference every single week. Thank you, Will, for putting me in there. I appreciate it greatly. Yeah, I knew I knew you were gonna throw that in again. So fuck yeah, I had to set you up this time. Thanks, man. Um, okay, so that I believe is gonna do it for our recap of. Halo World Championship Mexico Finals. Again, links to the bracket, the statistics, and the VODs will be included in the show notes. Go check it out. Yes, there were technical difficulties during the stream. Yes, there's a lot of downtime, but there's still a lot of great Halo to be seen. So go check it out. Then we have our Halo World Championship Columbus pre-show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Halo train does not stop, as this coming weekend, we have the Halo World Championship Columbus Finals. I'm excited. Oh, boy. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I do have a birthday party I'm going to be out of town for on Saturday. So No shit. The phone is going to have to do for watching videos. It's okay. I'm going to have to bring a headset with me or something and do it up. Yeah, it's uh, I oh. wish I could be at my desk in my watching pleasure, just relaxing here. But um, I can't miss my niece's birthday. So hey, it's OK. Your niece is important, too. Yes. Thankfully, but Sunday, Sunday, I will be on lock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Championship Sunday. I will be watching all of the Halos except for a decent amount of Friday night because Friday night I'll be at a little get together with some co-workers so that'll be fun Ooh. um but don't worry that doesn't mean we're not going to be taking notes because i will definitely be taking notes throughout the whole fucking tournament um okay halo world championship columbus pre-show let's get into it first and foremost this is i said this last week that all of these regional finals are open events well the columbus finals is not <laughs> Will is about to die because he's he just put water down the wrong pipe. 
So good job, Will. Um, he's going to be coughing for a while, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Get it. He's walking away. It's okay. I got this. Um, so North American regional final. If you guys don't know, the Orlando final was North America's open event. Okay. So the Orlando tournament was the open event for North America. Yes, there were, it was open to any region, but that was technically North America's open. Therefore the Columbus finals are just a regional final with a $50,000 prize pool and 16 teams will be competing based off their pro, their pro points only. Teams will qualify for... F- t- Jesus, I can't speak now. Thanks, Will. You just spread it to me. Um, teams will qualify for full or partial travel coverage via points accrued both online and from the Orlando event. This event will qualify the top nine teams directly to the Halo World Championship Finals in Seattle. The event will feature the top 16 teams in North America based on points. Based on performance throughout the season, teams will receive varying levels of travel and hotel coverage. As there will already have been an open event in North America, Orlando, and quite a few online tournaments where points are available, we felt it best to have the regional final open to the 16 teams that qualify through these open competitions. Here is how the group play will work. All 16 teams will be divided into four groups of four teams. Based on their final standings in their groups, their tournament will continue as follows. First and second place in the groups. The top two teams in each group will qualify for the Halo World Championship Finals and will continue on in the tournament to fight for not only cash prizes, but also seeding for the Halo World Championship Finals. Third place in groups. The third place team in each group will face off in a single elimination bracket where the winning team will take the final wildcard spot in Columbus to qualify for the Halo World Championship Finals. Fourth place in groups. The teams that finish last in their groups will be eliminated from the tournament. So, there you have it. Four teams per pool or per group. The top two teams move on from each group. And they will have already made it. The last team will will be uh, the third place in each group. They all go against each other to single elim. The winner takes that last spot. And then if you get fourth in your group, you're out. Sorry, bro. It's just the way it works. Um, so it looks like where we were a little bit confused before, it looks like this has been cleared up. The yep. points actually do matter. And they continued to matter. And now it all leads up to this in seeding. So you better hope to God you get a good seed and you're not facing off against Splice or the previous Optic squad who have still yet to be picked up. Yeah, I wonder who's going to pick these guys up. It's no been, idea. It's been too long. Rumors, uh, we talked about this before, but rumors are circulating that it's 100T that'll pick them up. If you guys don't know who 100T is, uh, Nade Shot, who is a previous Call of Duty pro and stre- he streams and whatnot. He owns 100T, if I'm not mistaken. Um, rumors are circulating that they will be picked up by that org. Um, we don't know yet. We don't know any information. That's all pure, pure speculation. And as soon as we have info, we'll obviously share it with everybody else. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be really, really funny if CLG came back. Oh, I just had that random thought yesterday. Like I was, it might've been when I was fucking sleeping for all I know, but I just had this weird thought that, man, wouldn't it be fucking crazy if CLG just was like, oh, hey. We, you guys won worlds under us before. Fuck it. Why not? We'll come back for this one tournament. Who cares? I mean, straight Rippin came back. What? Yeah, but Straight Rippin's been in the Halo yeah, scene forever. <laughs> and that's T Squared. And T Squared's been, he, I think he's the CEO and owner of Straight. And he's been around forever as well. So we'll have to see. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate anymore on that. I'm just hoping it, like, the, I guess, realistically, we talked about it before too. Their hotel and travel's paid for. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's paid for for Columbus, and it will most likely be paid for because they'll most likely qualify easily for, for worlds. worlds. If they don't get first, they'll probably get second at Columbus. But let's say they don't have an org that picks them up, okay? Let's just say for funsies, they don't. Yeah. And let's say they win worlds. 
that's all money for them. They don't have to pay anybody anything. Right. They pay taxes on it, obviously, but all that money is split between the five of them. That's it. Like, that's got to feel pretty fucking good, too. Yeah. I mean, job security is nice, too, but knowing that you don't have to pay anybody if you win Worlds, who knows? We'll just see. Maybe they won't have an org. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, But yeah, that's going to do it for your Halo World Championship Columbus pre-show. We finally had information to talk about because they actually provided information, which was cool. Um, But now, before we end the show out, we have community. Wait, what's up? What about speculation? Who's going to take it? Who's going to take it home? Okay. You saw the tweet, right? Where it said uh, not the former Optics squad, they've never lost a regional final before Worlds. Yep. But Splice are playing out of their fucking minds. Splice has been dominant all year. Yes. All throughout this world season, they have been top. Now, I've said it dozens of times before. Optic is a different team at Worlds. Or the then Optic squad is a different team at Worlds. I still think they'll win Columbus. I think the previous Optic squad will win Columbus and then they'll win Worlds as well. But I am by no means counting Splice out. I'm also by no means counting Envy out. Because they've shown that they can turn on the Jets when needed. Yes. A team that I'm worried about? Reciprocity. Still. Again, we've... They got fourth at Orlando. Yeah. Like we predicted. And they're not getting anywhere in these fucking game battles tournaments. Like they're getting semifinals. Yep. Good for you. Like, you, they really need to step up. Like I've said before, there's too much talent on that roster for them to get fourth right. place. And like we've we've talked about, the stats are there mm-hmm. as individual players, but they're not performing as a team. Right. Things aren't just going their way, and it's hard to say that. It's hard to just put it on things aren't are just not going their way when it's consistent. There's something right. there's something not happening in their strategy that's kind of allowing these games to slip through their hands because they've been on top of the the stats for, you know, kills, KDA. They've been on they've been up near the top. Right, it just sounds like they can't close out they games. They can't close it out. It sounds like the Vex issue at EU. I mean at the uh at the London finals. Yeah. Vex were so close to winning and being like being the champions at uh London for all we know, but they just weren't able to close out games. So maybe it's the same exact situation where they just can't close it out. And that's all that matters is if you can close out games, you win. So sure, yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if it's by an inch or if it's by a mile. Winning's winning is winning. winning. <laughs> Here's your Fast and Furious reference for the day, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but no, I, would I have liked to see, sticking with this speculation boat here, would I have liked to seen that old NB roster stick together? Of course. McWin, Ola, Huke, and Snipedown. Huke went to fucking Call of Duty. And good th- like it looks like it's doing well for him. So yeah. good for you, dude. Um, I still would have loved to see that roster stick together because I still think that they had a lot of potential and they had places to go. Um, now, this new NB roster are playing fucking really well, too. And these and this uh, Saiyan and Trippy Young Gun lineup... Like, you can already tell. This team is going to go so far if they stick together. I can guarantee you that. It's, I love Pistola on this squad. I love Boo Boo Dubu on this squad. Two, uh, Pistola been around forever. Boo Boo Dubu has been around for a while. Saiyan and Trippy, newer to the scene. They have the young guns. They have the vets. I think it's a great roster. And I really want them to place, like, I would love for them to win fucking Columbus. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see it happen. Um, but yeah, I'm just not counting them out. But reciprocity, guys, come on. They haven't shown us anything that would make us think they could bust into even second place. Right, right. Now, that's not to say we don't want to see it, because we do. We want to see these upsets. We want to see this competition. It's just, you, like Will said, you haven't shown us that to believe it. Um, anything else you want to say about it before we continue on? Nah, no, just good luck to all the teams. I'm going to be interested to see who's going to make it in that first group play and who becomes the wild card spot. I think it's it's interesting the way they're doing it. I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it too. I'm scared for whoever plays again, who's ever in the same group as the old Optic roster and the old and the current Splice roster. I'm yeah. really scared for those teams. So 
we'll just have to see what happens. Um, but it looks like if you guys were continually playing and gaining your pro points and placing high in these game battles tournaments or placing wherever you're placing, as long as you're getting these pro points, seeding will work out all right. Yeah. So there's that. All right. Before we close out the show, we have some we have uh, some community creations to get through. The Forge Hub Grand Prix map winners have been announced. And I told Will before we started recording this episode, I'm going to read this verbatim because this is amazing. If you guys don't know, uh, you guys should definitely go check out Forge Hub. They put out some amazing maps made by community members from all around the Halo community, which is awesome. And they held a tournament. Well, a, a contest, not a tournament, a contest to find out who could create the best racing map for Halo 5 and Forge. And uh, the winners have been announced. So, again, I'm just going to read this. So here we go. On this day, we wave the checkered flag on our Grand Prix Aesthetic Race Contest for good. Over 30 maps entered, but as we all know, there's only three trophies to be won. This contest has been a wild and bumpy ride, taking us around back routes and scenic vistas we never expected to see as judges or forgers. The intuition and gusto displayed in every entrant was visible from the moment we left the, st- the starting gate to the very second we crossed over that finish line. For hours out of our days, we were enthralled by the community's never-ending showcase of skill and mastery of Forge in a way that many of us never expected we'd see. Forging a racetrack and competitive arena are vastly different undertakings, which is why it has been so exciting to watch people build outside of their comfort zone, along with seeing us merge our good friends over at the Halo Tracks into our contest scene. For those of you who tuned in to watch our streams, we thank you for setting a record-breaking achievement for Forge Hub. Our first judging stream broke the record for most viewed Forge Hub stream of all time and was featured on Mixer's front page. Congratulations, guys. That's awesome. This would be an incredible task on itself, but factoring in the additional triumph that it was taking place at the same time as HCS's London stream made it all the more magnificent. That's awesome. Really, congratulations, guys. It's fucking cool. Without further ado, let me present to our Halo community the winners of the 2018 Forge Hub Grand Prix. Runner-up winner, Anomaly, by Commander Coulson? Commander Coulson, sure. Zipping through the stars in the endless vacuum of space, surrounded by complete darkness, for as far as your cybernetically enhanced eyes can visualize, detecting only a few meters of track in front of you, that is Anomaly. I also told Will I was going to be like using this stupid-ass voice, too. <laughs> <laughs> As our second runner-up, we decided we couldn't leave Anomaly out of the winner's bracket. An incredibly simple track that runs smoothly across the cosmos, Anomaly's strongest point comes from its ability to engage the player's focus. Usually, lighting disappears with distance as an issue with Halo 5's Forge, but veteran forger Commander Coulson is able to turn that lighting issue into a fully functioning gimmick forcing players to always keep their eye on the lit path ahead. Runner-up winner, AGZ Cannon GP. So AGZ Cannon Grand Prix by Agony Zenith. Beautiful reflective lagoon water is kicked up by revving engines and spinning tires, splashing you in the face gently before turning to mist when you hit a speed boost. AGZ Cannon offers a classic racing arcade vibe to a visually stunning and believable landscape. There was no mistake that this map was an instant hit from our first turn after starting out. The speed boosts meticulously placed in strategic areas make for a fun and exciting way to pass up your enemies, as well as gain an extra lead to anyone unfortunate enough to miss the opportunity. What stood out the most about uh, to me about AGZ Cannon GP is that it was a near-perfect marriage of aesthetic and track diversity that kept every lap exciting. Our placements switched up constantly throughout the map, giving opportunity to easily pass or reward players who, sh- uh, who slip up, or manage to hit that jump just right. Third place winner, Oasis, by Ardent I.A. Boss? Oh, like, aren't I a boss? Wow, that's a good fucking name right there. Clever. All right. Serene, breathtaking scenery merges with an exciting race that blew us away in Oasis. Oasis was the first map we played that everyone felt deserved a concrete spot in the top five. While all maps before it were fantastic, Oasis stood out as a beyond excellent display of Halo 5's ability to capture scenes from all over the galaxy. Taking place at the foot of a great pyramid in what appears to be an Egyptian town, 
Oasis has players jumping sand dunes, doubling back through marketplaces, and getting their tires wet in a well oasis. The pyramid that looms over the map is a simple yet effective way to craft a skybox, and the detail placed in the scenery was just stunning and provided a truly effective feeling of immersion. From a gameplay standpoint, Oasis doesn't pull any punches. With a new feel after every turn, you're left with one of the most diverse and intense tracks in the contest. You know, hold up a second. Before we continue on, this was posted by Shooty Person on March 16, 2018 over at ForgeHub.com. Shooty Person? You have a great fucking detail for, for like, the English language in writing. Please continue, because this is just doing a great job at making me feel like I'm at this racetrack. It's great. All right. The second place winner, Blackness, by Unsorted Guy. Another good name. Creeping past rotting trees and colliding with the dim-lit mossy earth, Blackness is a racetrack that immediately stands out among the crowd. Going for a swampy, murder-mystery look, Unsorted Guy nails the stake right into the heart of the, on this one. The soundscaping, the piece choice, and that stellar half-pipe, every part of Blackness will keep your heart racing as fast as your mongoose. Perhaps unbeatingly, wait, unbeatably, perhaps unbeatably everyone's favorite feature from the circuit was the vehicles. Unsorted Guy used a mongoose with particularly bright headlights to light your path just enough to see where you'd need to duck, dodge, and weave. This was a remarkable way to work theme into every aspect of the track. And speaking of theme, take a look outside of this map and what will you see? Trees rising up above the fog and that musky forest fog makes for one of the most believable skyboxes in this competition, leading me to easily believe that there was a world beyond the dirt our tires kicked. And ladies and gentlemen, the first place winner was Porto Pariso, GP, by Jack Attack. The sights, the sounds, the deaths, Puerto Paraiso, right, hopefully I'm getting that right, is easily the pinnacle of race forging. Author Jack Attack has crafted a map so smooth and visually grand that it became the only submission to receive a perfect score from one of our judges. A well-deserved score indeed, as this map was unanimously agreed upon as our winner. The smooth city streets can contribute seamlessly to the experience of racing in real-life competition. The track has a beautiful uh, variation in turns, ramps, and elevation that all come together so nicely you'd think it was professionally created in a separate development program. Beyond the excellent gameplay, Puerto Pariso GP has some of the most visually appealing aesthetics I've seen in Forge to date. A unique theme that melts perfectly into the game type, as the two feel made for one another. Check out this map for yourself to see why it deserves all of this praise and more. Once again, thank you to all the fellow judges, Bacon Media, Duquesne23, Sir Iron Wolf, and Le Jefe. And for more race content, I implore everyone to check out our friends over at Halo Tracks. And also, I'm just going to say, ForgeHub.com, because you guys are great. So yeah, I'm sorry I read the whole thing, but again... No, that was, it was very beautifully written, like it you It really said. was. It was great. I'm going to check out those fucking race tracks. It sounds awesome. But... That's going to do it for Community Creations. Will, plug the show. You can follow us on Twitter at HCS Pro Talk. We also have a Facebook, a YouTube, and a Twitch. Just search for all those sites with HCS Pro Talk. Um, podcast services. Again, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, not Spotify. We Yet. know why. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> but yeah, check us out. Leave us a five-star review if you really like us. Or none, nothing if you don't, you know. <laughs> now you're getting it, Will. Now you're getting it. No, let us know how we can improve. Yeah, we, we, we love the feedback. We want to know what we're doing well, what we're not. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. Exactly. Let us know how we're doing. On the next episode, you will hear Roster Recap, hopefully not Mania, with Worlds right around the corner because... That'd be hilarious it, if Roster's changed. Yeah, people just switching right before the tournament. Oh. No, uh, we'll have our new segment, Game Battles Tournament Recaps, if there are any. Yep, if there are any. Um, the Columbus Finals Post Show, and again, Community Creations, and any shout-outs we may need to put in the show. Fuck yeah. I like the shout-out segment. segment. I like good. it too. I like it too. So, if you want a shout-out from us, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how I get in contact with everybody. It's so easy to just like... 
like with those FFA finals information, I just tweeted out a few names that I know are prolific within the scene. I'm like, hey, do you guys have any information? They reply back right away, either yes or no, and it's good to go. Like, I love Twitter so much for that aspect. It's so easy. For the quick information. Yes. Oh, my God. It helps out so much when trying to get the notes for the show. Um, but that's going to do it for episode 12 of HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. I want to thank you very much for taking the time to listen and tune in next week where we have one of the biggest tournament recaps we're ever going to have. And hopefully we get a little bit of a break after that. But again, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye bye